Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1236 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer down at Rogers Place. We've got ourselves a game tonight. Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Neil Yakupov, who was a healthy scratch in the last game, expected to play tonight. The last game against Edmonton. Uh, Yak uh, expected to be in the lineup tonight for Colorado. And uh, he's got nine goals this year in 51 games after scoring just three in 40 games last year for the St. Louis Blues. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, every Wednesday night, state night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Well, uh, we're five days away from the NHL trade deadline. Our next guest... I'm sure often worried about getting traded back in the day. It is Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey on Rogers. And that's because everybody wanted you, Louis. That's why. Nice introduction. Yeah. No, there's no question. There was a few days I was a little worried about getting dealt. But uh, unfortunately, I know what it feels like to be in the situation the others are in right now on a team that's on the outside looking in. And you know there's going to probably be some changes. Uh, if not right here at the deadline, then certainly over the off season into next year, and it's not a great feeling. And like we've always said, there's going to be a few guys throughout the league that probably want to move somewhere, but for the most part, guys don't want to move somewhere. And that's uh, the interesting thing about it. you get into a city, you get settled in, you make your friends, you you love playing where you are, and uh, you want to stick around, you want to be a part of the solution, and that's. You know, the hard thing to take when you're a professional athlete, when you're not part of the solution, uh, and you know that, that's, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Well, and, and so does there come a point, if you're a guy like Patrick Maroon and you've heard your name, or Mark Letestu uh, for the last six weeks, where for the guys in the room, the air needs to get let out of the room as well? Yeah, you know, um, I kind of lost you for a millisecond there. I, I got the start of that question, but not the end of it. Sorry. Just about... There, you know, just get the damn thing over with so the rest of the yeah, team can no. go on play. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because you know what? Guys are holding their breath for a little while. and um, Yes, you know what? It's it's one thing to think you might be potentially being moved, but then to see your name in the papers, to hear your name talked about on the radio, to see your name and hear your name on TV, it's, it's I'll tell you what, it's, it's, uh, it's a different situation. There's no question about that. But the players are so aware now of what's going on that I think they're more ready for it than they ever have been. Patrick Maroon knows the situation he's in. He knows where he is, in, is with his contract. Um, he knows that he's one of the pieces that potentially could move because of the situation that he has with his contract. I've heard they've talked a little bit, but nothing's been done. So if you're an unrestricted free agent and you're not signed by the deadline and you're not making the playoffs, why would a team keep you? And potentially lose you for nothing. I just—it's just—it just—it's just business. It's, it, it comes down to that point that it's not personal. It's just business. So, um, yeah. But you know what? Everybody else is around it. But here's the thing: I've always said the, the, the best place to be when you're in that situation for the players is is in the room, is on the ice, either at practice, working in the room, joking around, on the ice, playing games. No question about it. That's when you can distract yourself the most, and you just go to work, 
Uh, that's what you're paid to do, and that's what you go do, and you don't think about it. It's when you're away from the rink where it really starts to settle in, when you have time to sit and think about it. Uh, when you're sitting around watching TV or you're sitting around with your friends and your family and you start discussing it, that's when the real questions start to arise. But when you're around the guys in the room, I'll tell you, that's typically when you turn it off and you can just go to work. Were you on the team when Jeff Norton got traded to Florida? Yes, I was. I believe. Now, wasn't the story there? I'm only. I'm. 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 I believe I was because he came back and I played with him in Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, I played with him in Tampa Bay later on in my career. So, um, I was there when he got there, obviously. Right. In Edmonton, and uh, yeah, Norty got moved quite a bit. But again, he was another one of those players that was really sought after. You know, he was a, a puck moving defenseman that could skate. He was an excellent skater, and. You know what, listen, that just seems to be what they're looking for at the deadline. They're looking for depth. They're looking for guys that can step right in and play, guys that are comfortable doing that. Yeah. The one the one thing you always risk when you're a team that's in the top part of the league or in the playoffs looking forward to the playoffs and you're almost guaranteed a spot is that you don't want to break up your chemistry. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. We've seen it happen before where guys come in, they just don't gel, and everybody's expecting the world from this chemistry and this new addition on the team, and it just doesn't happen. Um, the reason that you're where you are right now is because you have the mixture of guys that you have. But if you can make an addition that helps, boy, it makes all the world all the world a difference um, down the stretch and into the playoffs. So you have to be very careful. You have to make sure you're bringing the right person, the right player, the right type of player in there, and and uh, and hope it works out. Well, what I remember about Jeff Norton is he was a pretty good offensive puck moving defenseman, right? And he had uh, oh know, yeah, a couple fifty point seasons with the Islanders. Uh, and he got traded from St. Louis to Edmonton, joined you guys in 95-96, and he, he had like 20 points in 30 games down the stretch. But the next year really struggled in 96-97, and that's the year you guys made it. But the story that got told to me, Louie, and you, I, I don't know if you ever heard this, was that when Norton got traded to Tampa, I, I said Florida, I meant down at uh, Tampa Bay that year. Yeah. Uh, so you, no- you, you know the story where I'm going here? He's, no. he's, he's in the back. And he's on speakerphone with his wife, and he, something to the effect of, uh, and of course he's an American guy, right? Uh, and the and the wife asks, "Where are you getting traded to?" And he goes, "Honey, we got traded to Tampa Bay." And she starts yelling and screaming on the phone. <laughs> so I yeah, I, no, you know what? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was on that team. Yeah. Uh, I was on that team, and. Uh, yeah, you confused me there when you said Florida because you went to Tampa first and then you went to Florida. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. sorry. Um, it's been a while. But, yes, you know what? Here's the thing. There's there's a prime example of it's not just all about the, the player. And, you know, Todd McClellan addressed this a couple of days ago in his press conference and he talked about it. He said there's not too many walks of life where you literally just get plucked out of what you're doing and go to another city and the kids potentially get plucked out of school and the wife gets plucked out of whatever she's doing and you go somewhere else. Or... The player goes and plays somewhere for a month and a half or for however long it is, and you jump back and forth a few times, and you're away from the family for that duration until the summertime when you reestablish roots wherever you realize where you're going to be. Because a lot of times, players that get plucked and moved at the deadline don't have a contract for the next year. So you don't even know where you're going to be playing next year. So why would you ever uplift your your family and move somewhere when you have to wait until the season's over to find out exactly where you're going to be? So it's... (laughs) It's, and, and, and you know what, you, you touched on something really important and something we probably don't talk about enough is that it's not necessarily as difficult on the player as sometimes it is on the family. 
Yeah, yeah. The family can be really difficult. It could be great too, like you just said. Uh, Sarah was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty happy to be going to Florida, going to the Warp, and why not? Uh, when you look at that that year, uh, you know we did get in the playoffs that year, but they 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 wanted to make a change, and Norton was one of them. And you know what? For him, he was going to a warm climate and a nice place, and. Like you said, he's American. He was going back to his country, so he was he was probably a happy guy. But I guarantee you, he still liked a lot of the guys in the team. And I play with him a year later in Tampa Bay, and it was great to see him again and reunite with him. That's just it's a small league, it's a small world, and that happens a lot. Let me ask you this: for a guy like Patrick Maroon, who you know had a career year playing last year with Connor and Leon, um, it, it, I think that, and I, I haven't spoken directly about this with Patrick, but he had great success here. He He's not going to play with a better guy in terms of McDavid or a better combination of players of McDavid and Dreisaitl. He, you know what? The big rig nickname for the Edmonton marketplace. In many respects, he probably saw himself as a pretty good fit. And the fact that the owners are, you know, Peter Shirelli has to do the due process, which is to move your unrestricted free agents to get an asset back. Do players look at this as failure? That, that this is an illustration that as a group, they didn't get it done. And so the inevitability of the situation is you have to get assets in a cap world for expiring contracts, and it just reinforces that you didn't get it done this year. Are you saying from both sides or from... Uh, from, uh... from a player's side. Would a player look at that and go, you know what, that's just how yeah. it works today. Well, you know what, I'm sure he's disappointed. There's no question. I mean, he's not smiling as much as he used to smile. I mean, that was the one uplifting thing about Patrick Maroon is that, you know, he came in, he was having fun all the time. I think he really loved playing here, and he loves playing here. I I don't think he wants to move. If I had to gather a guess from what I've seen from his interviews and the way he talks and the way he carries himself, I do think he likes it here a lot. Uh, and there's no question he likes playing with Connor McDavid. He likes he liked the success he had last year, and he liked going into the playoffs. And you know what, he's, he's made himself a marketable name here. There's no question. He's a, he's a big guy that people like, and he plays the way people like guys to play in Edmonton. So the fact that we're sitting here five days away from the trade deadline, there isn't a new contract in his hand, and you know what, he's not maybe having the year that he thought he was going to have coming off of last year. Uh, he's still probably going to hit 20 goals if he can stay healthy. I think he can easily hit 20 goals again. But, uh, you know, everybody expected it to be okay. He could score 30 this year. You know, that was just what the expectations were from not only him, but I think everybody with the way we saw him play last year. So, yeah, I do believe he thinks this is a failure. There's no question. I think he looks at this and says, how did this get away from me so fast? There's no question. I think like a lot of players in that dressing room this year, they're wondering how that season from last year got away from them as quickly as it did this year. And that'll be something that they'll have to mentally get get right in their heads over the course of the rest of this year, which are going to be very difficult games to play, um, to get themselves up for them and play them, but also into the offseason the next year to, to try and right the wrongs that happened this year and make it a better year. But there's no question for Patrick Maroon. I thought I think he probably thought that he was going to be signed to a long-term deal already by now and uh, planning to get into the playoffs at this time of the year. Has not come to fruition. We're joined by Louis DeBrusque. Louis, uh, you've watched Boston a lot. They absolutely drilled the Oilers as that game went on the other night. Think of where Boston was a year ago and where Edmonton was a year ago, and think of where Boston is now. No question, a top-five team in the league. The Oilers were a top-eight team in the league last year. Does that show you how quickly things can change in this league? It does. There's no question. We've seen it so many times before where teams have gone – 
you know, I look at the Avalanche, the team they're playing tonight, you know, which is a better example because we've always felt that they've mirrored each other in their progress. And the, the Avalanche had that bust-out year with Patrick Roy where they went to the playoffs and then they came out the next year and the next year and they were an entirely different team. And it took a little bit more stabilization, a couple key moves again to, to get them back to where they needed to be. And if you look at the way they've changed their roster and the injection of a couple of young guys as well, uh, Nathan McKinnon has really come out of out this year and said, you know, this is the player I want to be when he's on. Um, they're an entirely different team, entirely different team. Um, I think Jared Bednar's done a great job there as the coach, you know, in his second year to kind of, you know, have a little more stability and a little bit more consistency in his game. And um, that goes to show you how you can have uh, a blip that goes up and have a couple of years down, and then right away you're back and they're contending. They're in a position to contend for the playoffs, which is great. You know, that's it's good to see from that team because I do feel like the Avalanche, the Oilers have the, the key ingredients. You know, I look at their, their roster and I've always said, you know, their nucleus is pretty strong already. Um, with the right acquisitions and the right pieces and the right places, I think that you can turn this around in a hurry. And I think that's probably what they're looking at over the course of. Um, the next five days, if they make any moves into the remainder of this season, then certainly in the off season, there'll be some shuffling of the deck. That's just the nature of the business, and there, there's no question that's going to happen. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do do. Did you watch the women's game last night? I actually didn't, but you know what? I, I believe it or not, I crashed early. I've had a busy few days. And I was, uh, I was literally, uh, I kind of checked out for a day so to speak. So I apologize. I didn't. Oh, well, we won't go down that path. You're working yeah. the, uh, you're, you're going to Toronto for the draft, aren't you? Or for the deadline? Yes, I am. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, but which, I'll, I'll wh- see you in LA tomorrow. Which, uh, well, you know what that means. You're going to take me out for lunch, right? Not a chance. You always do. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's going to be the big, who's going to be the biggest player that goes on uh, Monday? Oh, boy. Rick Nash? He'd certainly be up there. there uh, I think it looks like he's going to be traded. Uh, Ryan McDonough is also on that team. It also looks like a guy that people have talked a lot about. You know what? Someone will surprise us. Someone will step up and surprise us is a big deal. Uh, you know, I uh, I don't think Eric Carlson's getting moved. You know what? Regardless of what everybody says and says he is, he says he isn't. Um, his name's been out there for a long time. And um, The guy for me that's interesting is John Tavares. You know, and wow. don't get me wrong. I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to trade John Tavares, but they're in a situation, and it's a sticky one. It was the same situation as Steven Stamkos. Anytime you let a player like that talk to 30 more teams, it's not a good thing. That's just the way I look at it. Louis, great stuff. Uh, thanks for not throwing Jeff Norton under the bus. So I did it for you. All right. <laughs> thanks. Take care, bud. All right, see you in L.A. It's 1250. Speaking of trades, Bob, a minor trade here. The Bruins have uh, dealt Frank Vitrano to Florida for a third-round pick in 2018. All right, so we talked about Vitrano on our sh- the show the last three days. And, so, and part of the reason why they had to do that, Vitrano was coming back from injury. Uh, Vitrano, a couple seasons ago, had in 15-16 in the American Hockey League, 36 goals in 39 games. Uh, and so he has been moved to the Florida Panthers. For a third round pick, so they're pick they pick up an asset. Does Boston? I still think Boston could be in on Patrick Maroon. Believe Tampa Bay could be in on Patrick Maroon. I believe Winnipeg has been scouting the Oilers a lot. They could be in on Patrick Maroon as well. Pittsburgh, Toronto, maybe in on Latestu. Here in San Jose, might need a little bit of toughness up front. 
Hmm, interesting. We'll take a break. It's 12.51. Uh, we're going to uh, get to some texts and play a little Stafford trivia as well. This is Oilers Now, live from Rogers Place. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 12.55 in Edmonton. You can escape the, the cold this February March and get away with new S travel on great last minute deals to fun of the sun destinations. These all-inclusive vacation packages include airfare, meals, drinks, and entertainment including parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. On sale now, the Riviera Maya for $12.95, Puerto Vallarta for $12.07, and Watelco just $18.29. For reservations and more information, call the travel experts at New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. We are going to go to Stafford Trivia. It is brought to you by Mr. Lube. Winter driving begins at Mr. Lube, Canada's leader in car maintenance up for grabs. A $50 gift certificate from Mr. Lube. How tough should I make this, Brendan? Should I make it tough? Why not? Why not? Let's see what they got today. Let's see what they got. All right, here we go. 780-496-0063 on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Duncan Siemens drafted 11th overall by the Colorado Avalanche in the 2011 NHL draft. He's from Sherwood Park. He's played six games in the NHL, spent five full seasons in the American Hockey League. He was drafted out of the Saskatoon Blades in 2011 when the Blades had another defenseman, a right-shooting power play quarterback, that many in the analytics community really liked for a number of years. And some people thought, as it turned out to, to be incorrectly so, that this player would turn out to be better than Tyson Berry. So name the former Blades draft choice, or sorry, former Blades uh, defenseman, Colorado Avalanche draft choice. He's currently playing in the Swedish League, uh, who spent time in Colorado, Arizona, and Nashville. Right shot D-man that... Played with Duncan Siemens on that 2010-11 Saskatoon Blades team. And many actually think he helped drive uh, Siemens' value up in that draft year as well. This guy had 31 goals and 81 points in 71 games as a 19-year-old defenseman in the uh, WHL that year. I mean, those are big-time numbers. And played a fair amount of games for the Avs in 11-12. That is our trivia question. It's a hard one. When we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, we will hear from a former NHL general manager. He was once the number one pick in the NHL draft, and for many years was one of the top agents in the business with Octagon, Brian Lawton. This is Oilers Now.